Stress is a system of forces applied to a thing, plus its reactions to them. For instance, a book is being pressed on all over by the atmosphere and in places by fingers. It is also being pulled downwards by gravity. It is under stress. Everything on Earth is stressed. That includes liquids and gases no less than solids. The air we breathe and the water we drink are under heavy pressure. Things in outer space are not exempt either. The fact is that every body comprising the universe is constantly subject to the influence of every other body, as if each made its living by playing sparring partner to the others. All are caught up in an immense spider web from which there's no escape. What hope then of your breaking free? Why, the only reason you are able to sit upright and not collapse into a heap is because your muscles are strenuously pulling against your bones. Two escape routes lie open to you. The first is to become so small, so empty, so exclusive that there's nothing to you. Nothing to be got at, nothing to act upon or react. The second is the opposite of this. It is to become so big, so full, so inclusive that there remains nothing outside you to get at you, nothing to pressurize you or to influence you at all, nothing left for you to react to. Let's put it differently. Particular things are stressed. If you were no thing, you would be stress-free. Conversely, if you were all things, you would again be stress-free. And if, by great good luck, you were both, if you were at once no thing and all things, why, then you would be doubly stress-free, free beyond all doubt. This way, you would avoid being one of those unlucky intermediate things, things which are neither empty enough nor full enough to be free from stress. You would avoid falling between the two stools of total emptiness and total fullness by sitting firmly on both stools at the same time. As nothing and everything, you would be sitting pretty. You would be safe as well as comfortable. You would already have arrived at our goal. You would already be established in the promised land of no stress, no matter how long it took you to feel at home and to get acclimatized. Well... I say you are sitting pretty. You are as lucky as that. No, I'm not asking you to believe a word of this, but only to open yourself to the possibility that you are so fortunate. My business is to set up the tests that will enable you to make up your own mind on this most vital of issues. Your business is to go by what these experiments show you. Distance is the making of you. Ever since you appeared on the human scene, that scene has been bombarding you with the message that you are solid, opaque, coloured and shaped, which means you are something, which means that you are subject to stress. Of course, that's the way people see you. And of course they are right, from their position over there. And you are right to take up their viewpoint and, using your imagination, See yourself as they see you, from, for example, two metres away. But that's not the end of the story. Viewed from a much greater distance, say, 200 metres away, you look quite different. 
you are a blob in the landscape. Again, seen with the help of a microscope from a much smaller distance, say, a centimetre away, you are another sort of blob in another sort of landscape. These views of you, near, middle distance and far, are just three of your appearances, which are infinite in number and variety. They all belong to you, all of them, and not just a few carefully selected middle distance ones of you as a human being. But there's one view of you which is quite special, namely how you look at yourself, not in imagination this time, but actually at a distance of zero inches, right where you are. This isn't one more of your countless regional appearances from different vantage points. It is what they are appearances of, 